Hey, Tom. Well, <laughs> you tell me. It sounds like a lot's going on, doesn't it? You know what? <laughs> I honestly believe, and, and, and we've said this before, the the face of college athletics is changing, and particularly football. And and uh, I mean, from from NIL to to what's going on with the league, and it, it, football's changing. College football is changing. College athletics is changing. And for me, sometimes I'm not sure it's it's for the best. But you know, every, uh, every everybody's got their own opinion, I guess. Well, I agree. And before we've heard the Texas Oklahoma issue with the Big Twelve. This NIL, I think, was, in my view, a problem uh, going forward. I don't know how you make that a fair situation for these athletes. I do think there needs to be some sort of compensation for these kids that fight for these schools and basically put their bodies on the line for them. But to me, it should be some time sort of systematic policy that's established by the NCAA, and that's another thing. I, I don't know at this point, what the NCAA establishes. But if it was even throughout where each athlete got the same amount, then I think that would cure this problem. But as it is now, you've got a quarterback for Alabama that apparently has a million dollars in endorsements out there that's never played a down. And I'll take Uh, it one further for you, Rick. Uh, I saw this today, and I I knew we were going to talk to you, and I'm thinking, okay, Ricky Thompson in high school making a million dollars. There's going to be a basketball player. Uh, out of San Diego, that if everything goes right, I mean, he may make up to a million dollars as a 17-year-old. I read that, and that's crazy. I mean, <laughs> good for him. I, I, obviously, if I were him, I wouldn't turn it down. Nope. I'd take the money. But I think even more so when it gets to college and the inequities that you already have with the major state universities and the monies they have available – the alumni out there that have the ability to pay these kids to make appearances and do endorsements or to do radio interviews. Uh, I think I read something even that A&M's paying three kids $10,000 this year to do radio interviews with Aggies.com or something like that. And it just gets really unfair, I think, for some of the smaller universities when you can start doing those things for kids. And we've talked about recruiting problems. Man, I, this opens a whole new window for that. Yeah, and, we, and I was just curious your thoughts of the uh, amateur athlete status. I mean, if, if a guy is, is sitting over there playing quarterback at Alabama and making a million bucks to uh, because of his name, image, and likeness, is he still an amateur in your opinion? No, <laughs> he's not. Uh, I know the school is not the one paying him, and right. certainly that would be a completely different issue if they were, but – uh, now, in my view, they're really not amateurs, but I, when you look at both sides, are you going to tell that kid not to take it? Heck no. I, I, if it's the rule and it's allowable by rule and the courts have decided that it is, and I'm that kid, you, you've got to take the money. But it just creates a whole new bucket of problems that are going to go along with that, I'm afraid. Ricky, when you were playing at Baylor and then – uh, on with a, a heck of a nice career with, with Washington. Did you ever think that the dollars would be as big as they are today? Uh, oh, good grief. No. It, it's, it's crazy just to think of even the, particularly the NFL contracts that we're talking about now. These guys, you know, if you can play four or five years, you probably never have to work again if you manage money at all. But, uh, 
even now we get to college and the television contracts with these universities, like the SEC got $45 million last year, I think it was. Big 12 schools got $32 million, and those numbers are going way up. They're talking about with this new deal with the SEC, with Texas and Alabama, I mean Texas and Oklahoma, they're talking about that number going to $60 million a year. That's just incredible, and that's for, what, 16 schools? If they make, if Texas and Oklahoma make that move, so 16 times 60 million, that's a lot of money, Tom. What was your first impression when you heard that yesterday? Uh, you know, because when it, it when it got out, it got out in a hurry and it spread like wildfire. Well, I was surprised. I just thought maybe for once we're getting past COVID to to a point where maybe we can fill the stadiums. It looked like the Big 12 was ready to go. That had the media days and that was all positive and we were excited about getting the season started Baylor practice August 6th so I think I guess it's always something isn't it seems like the start of the season but I was surprised to hear it I I thought it would be an issue when these TV contracts expired in 2024 I didn't know that anybody would move but I definitely thought there would be some posturing for financial reasons but didn't expect it now for sure Ricky, it's football that always moves the needle. Do you, I, I kind of look at Texas, at where their program is at this point, is kind of where A&M was when they entered the SEC, and it just looks like they're going to have a lot of tough years ahead of them if they enter that conference. Well, I, I think they are. I mean, just be realistic. The last 10 years, how many championships have they won football-wise in the Big 12? Uh, two less than Baylor. Uh, I I think it will be an issue, but when you get to the monetary issue and that much money and a school like Texas with the ability and the draw and the name that they have, and not like they have a financial problem now, <laughs> they're what, the the most profitable school in the country athletically, and this will just multiply that, so... Uh, it's taken A&M a number of years to get there. I think you see with Jimbo Fisher now, they're they're pretty good. What They finished number five last year, uh, ranked very highly this year in the preseason polls, but it's taken them a long time to get there. And I'm not sure how quickly Texas get there gets there. I don't know how much the money helps. They've already got all the money you need to do it. I think it comes down to players and coaches, and we'll see what Sarkeesian does this year and in years to come, but it sounds like he may be doing it in a different conference. Ricky, with the Texas and OU moving over to the SEC, if that does happen, the rest of the Big 12, do they abolish that and just splinter it out to different conferences? That's got to be the end of the Big 12, doesn't it? Well, I don't think anybody knows. Uh, Who knows what happens? It'll be the end of the Big 12 if they don't add schools, with no question. It can't work with the remaining eight. Uh, I don't know who you add. I don't think uh, – I think we've talked in the past years about let's go get Arizona, Arizona State. Well, I think that would have been great if you add those two schools and it goes to 14. But um, adding Arizona and Arizona State does not replace Texas and Oklahoma. So in that regard, yeah, yes, I think it's done unless you can add maybe four schools with draws across the country television contract-wise. You could go to 12, back to 12 schools instead of 10, or actually you'd be going from, what, 8 to 12 if Mm -hmm. Texas and Oklahoma leave. But I don't think it works with 10 
just adding two schools because I don't know of anybody in the country that replaces Texas and Oklahoma. Then you then you're scrambling with with adding more non-conference games and I'm with you. I think the you know whether it's fair or unfair the 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 marquee programs in the league as of right now are Oklahoma and Texas and they're the ones talking about departing the league. It doesn't look good, does it? No, it doesn't, and it's they are. They're the really the face of the conference, and uh, as much as we like to beat those guys when we can, they're they're the face, and they, they've got the power to make this conference work or not work, and it's it's in their hands. So, uh, to that degree, I guess we're all uh, sitting back and waiting and to see what they do because they're definitely in control and have the power to do so, and it, it would be nice to be in that position, which Baylor's not. I will say one thing. I am awfully glad we've got Mac Rhodes because I know that if this thing falls apart, that Mac will have us in the best position possible to be in some kind of Power 5 arrangement, and I've got confidence that he will do that. Uh, I know Mac's out of town right now, but I promise you he's not on vacation anymore. He's working. Ricky, uh, we're going to do this once a week as we get a little closer to football season, but hopefully we'll be talking about X's and O's and wins and losses and and not this kind of stuff, and I look forward to it. Yeah, let's let's talk about passing yards and a great defense or something. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot more fun. Absolutely, brother. Hey, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. All right.